So my name is Marla Brown. I am a professional entertainer and dancer, more so in the reggae world. I am the Crown Princess, as they call it now. <laughs> I'm the youngest child and daughter of the late great Crown Prince of Reggae, Dennis Brown. So growing up, pretty much say my life was evolved around music and art. Um, I've been dancing professionally from a young age. Um, been in various dance companies. I've toured Europe with my dancing. I've been an ambassador for the London Olympic and Paralympic Games. Um, I moved into music four years ago now. Um, I've been able to write my own music, so I'm a singer-songwriter also. I've had a top ten single. I've had a top five in iTunes. I've toured Europe, America, um, Jamaica, the Caribbean. Um, but, yeah, pretty much just growing up in love and unity. Um, me and my family are very well-grounded. Um, we live our truth. Um, I love hard. Um, that's pretty it, really. I'm, I'm quite, not simple, but I'm very, I'm humbled. I'm very grounded, so I don't ever take anything for granted, and I just strive to be the best I can be, and still am. Um, with Brent, um, my connection to Brent is that I do have family there. Um, on my dad's side, my, my uncle lives in Brent, so I have cousins there. Um, I have also some dance colleagues that live there also. So we've done a few um, events together. Um, and there's a few studios that side as well that I've been able to attend and sit in some sessions. Yeah, that's pretty it. I don't have a, a very big connection with Brent, to be honest. Um, but with music, it's nice that we can all come together in different boroughs and share our experiences and coexist and create together. So Brent has a, a large uh, entertainment sector and I've been involved in that. So my connection to reggae is my foundation. It's our liberty and it's our way of life, you know. It's a storytelling um, genre, I'd like to say, because we get to express our feelings, our emotions, our joys, our woes and our journey. Um, and for me, I like to that pretty much every day um, and it really unites us with my music I like to inspire so I like to encourage strength I like to encourage unity and love um, and my parents taught us that from young so for me reggae is a way of life so the type of music played at home was of course reggae and <laughs> um, because my mum and dad used to write a lot together and we used to record a lot and again um, with reggae, it's all about the substance, um, neo-soul, jazz, R&B, rock, pop. We literally, like, we're very eclectic with our music and sound. Um, so anything with a beat was played in our house. <laughs> um, my first record that I purchased was probably Spice Girls or Damage, uh, a boy group called Damage back in the day. Um, they were an R&B group. Um, Spice Girls was a pop group, so of course I was a dancer first, um, before like as a profession. Um, so anything that would help me move and groove. <laughs> um, but it was probably on cassettes when we used to have cassettes back in the day. The places I go to listen to reggae in Brent, more so like youth clubs. Um, there's a particular one. I think it's Unity something. 
um, they have lots of events. Um, it's quite, it's not like a big event, but it's more like just the local community events um, that I attend to listen and share and discover reggae music. Normally for me to find out about reggae events is normally word of mouth. I'm quite, as much as I perform a lot, I am very much a homebody. <laughs> I like being indoors. But music is that one thing that will draw me out. So either I get invitations and obviously with the explosion of technology and social media, if there's an event and I'm a fan of these artists, and I definitely would attend. Um, I love going to concerts. Um, and like, I, I love a live performance and I love a live band. So those are the main things that will bring me out to enjoy the reggae music. Um, my favourite reggae track would be my own. <laughs> and it would be, I have a choice of two, and that would be Superstar or Mama Earth. And I, my foundation is love. It's always been about love. Um, and with Mama Earth, it's a call to Mother Nature to allow us time to love and be loved. And with reggae music, it's, it's very much about nature and being still, being in that moment. Um, and appreciating the the love that the most high and, and the earth has for us as beings. Um, so that's a be- beautiful song for me. And Superstar is knowing about who you are and just shining your light and just not letting anything like society or anyone tell you how to think, feel or be. Like be you, be true to you and just shine your light. So with reggae music, it's it's somewhat a gospel for me. So I definitely have to listen to it every single day, just naturally. I don't force it, but like especially like listening to my dad, it's like having a conversation with him. And where his music is so relevant to today, it's almost like having that discussion about today's views and reactions and the turmoil that's going on in the world. Um, and also at the same time, like dub music, I love dub. Um, but it just puts you in the zone, really, and you get to escape reality a little bit and just just vibe and meditate. Um, so I definitely have to listen to reggae every day, um, just for that fulfillment. You know, sometimes you feel a little bit void within self. That kind of captivates that missing jigsaw puzzle. Those that are there are doing all that they can during this time to bring everyone together. So whether it's just inviting people down to a show or just sharing their music, just the fact that they come from Brent, it just shows us the story that happens in Brent, you know. Because we're all from different corners of the world, we are, for us all to draw on that, we get to see, we get to look into what happens in Brent and yeah, just how it affects people and they can, can tell their story within that. Um, I definitely think Brent achieved a lot and contributed a lot to the success of reggae, uh, mainly because little things like having a record shop or um, like Trojan are from Brent and Jetstar's from Brent. I remember when I was younger, um, we used to go with my dad to Jetstar and Mr. Palmer would let us pick out one CD for free that we could take home and listen to. So even that little things like that, I got to learn and discover all these artists, literally. And then, you know, when you're small, you're just like, it's like Legoland or um, I don't like the Disney shop. You're just like, all these people sing, all these people make music, all these people tell a story. 
so it, it exposed us to a lot of music and content um, and again like it's all about substance so just to see that vast amount of music in one building in one room in one office it allowed a lot more people to come in and learn and discover and you know word of mouth people speak people sing everyone comes together through music so it it was definitely a pinnacle point for the UK to know what reggae is who sheds light on reggae and who is living within that I definitely think sound systems have the greatest impact on exposing reggae music maybe I shouldn't say exposed because well, for me, exposure is in a good light because some things people just aren't aware of. Um, but with sound systems, I think, like, especially back in the day, people used to attend dances just for enjoyment and to par with their brethren and have a little drink and a little smoke. And it was a social thing, you know. And with sound systems, people were able to, I don't know, they'll go to their favourite artist and cut a dub plate and they would be the only one with that dub plate, and then they get, they get their popularity rises because people will talk about that, you know, and then they want to hear more. Or people got to showcase their skills when playing different songs within the dances. So, um, and you learn a lot of history through them as well, being in those dances because the soundsman would be, be um, speaking over the rhythms and. It was a real dance hall back in the day, so they definitely played an integral part in that. And even pirate radio, you've got, obviously, like, people, artists that are signed and stuff. You don't always want to hear that. You want to hear raw music. And pirate radio was able to draw on those artists and, and play their music, even if it was for a little fee or just music that they loved. It gave artists and upcoming artists um, hope that they can bust so to speak, or people will get to hear their work. Just that little uh, push that they needed to get the ball rolling, to be known and be loved and adored and just do what they love. And so it's definitely an integral part that they played. The sound system culture supported the local economy. More, I'd say, it's, it's all about community for me, I think. They were able to, like, little things like playing in a barbershop or, like, just outside your house with a little speaker. It just brought people together. Um, so it wasn't always about money. It just brought people together and they invested their time. And I think that's the riches of us is time. And they were able to come together and share a common ground through music. So I think that's the way that they contributed. Did reggae music affect the way I dress? Definitely. It made me uncertain um, at times because I felt like I, I couldn't be myself um, in the sense of although I am a respectful dresser when I do go out, sometimes like I like to wear hot pants or tight-fitting clothes. Um, but at the same time, where I'm raised in London, um, we have freedom to wear what we want. However, it's like going to a mosque, say. You wouldn't wear tight-fit clothes, you know. You'd be respectful to where you're going. So, or me going to 12 tribes, I shouldn't wear trousers. I should wear a long dress, cover my shoulders, cover my arms. So, in the sense of being respectful, I didn't have a problem. But in terms of performing, I think the fans or the audience ex 
expected me to be to have dressed like a roots daughter um in the sense of wearing like tribal clothing or kente or you know something that represented africa um but for me i just love bright colors i like to be comfortable so rather than seeing what i'm wearing taking what i'm saying however presentation is very key um so i I've never been dissed or I've never been like pulled up on what I wear because I like to choose according to one, how I feel um, most importantly, and two, to be respectful. But sometimes I have to question that, oh, actually, I shouldn't wear that because I never want to disrespect someone that, that sees me in that, in the sense of like, I might not show too much boob, I should cover up or, you know, I don't want to wear a crop top because it might be too appealing to a man so I just think in general rather than it being specific to reggae just generally presentation is very key to an audience because you want them to focus on the right things and for me it's all about the content of the music but I'm always smiling so I think that is my uh my clothing <laughs> but it's that that's what I think is most important is your expressions and your gestures and mine's always of a good will so I don't think reggae I have a problem with that within reggae music or culture um did reggae affect hard dance no no you just do what what you feel you know you, you have to close your eyes and if you want to two-step the whole night you can two-step if you want to one you want to one it just it just depends on how your body uh interprets the sound you know um I'm a dancer so I I've never had a problem um yeah, you just, it's a feeling, it's, it's an expression, and it's almost soul music. So however your soul interprets that or is how you execute, execute your move. Um, I think reggae affected youth culture and politics in a positive way because it allowed people to have a voice. Um, it allowed the rebels to have a voice. You know, um, we reggae is all about rejecting the system you know be a system of self self understand self and each other as one although there are rules and regulations in terms of how you should live it was more about morals and conduct with reggae music so it wasn't systematic it was more of how the most high wanted us to live you know and embrace one another um however some people in the UK protested that, which then caused a reaction. So people would see it as rebellion music, but it's not. It's more about hope for the people, for our people. Um, youth culture as well, I think it allowed people to learn about self, knowing that we have the same struggles, we have the same journey, we have the same complexion, we have the same fight. You know, we're not alone. So I think it, it just allowed um, people to discover who they were and for, quote unquote, the white man to tell a black man how to think or feel or be, that was a rejection, which then could have caused a rebellion. But I think over time, the overstanding of what reggae music represents, and even in these times, you realize that it's always been about truth and it's always been about one love and nature and love in nature and it's just I don't know it's kind of like now at the forefront for people to be like 
so this is how life was supposed to be. So I think the acceptance of it has just allowed youth culture to evolve um, in a positive way. So my connection with the reggae scene is, is still amazing to me. I'm still learning about my contributions, um, but where I've been raised with love and unity at my forefront and as my foundation, that's what I try and insert within the community. Um, I've been blessed to tour so many countries with my music um, and to also continue my dad's legacy because his contribution is still so relevant to today. So I'm still um, like putting on events with my dad. I literally just had a sold-out event at the Jazz Cafe um, in February for my dad's birthday, and that was amazing. Um, I was supposed to go on the road to Brazil, um, but due to the lockdown, um, I'm, only, I'm, I'm able to do so right now. So we're just postponing the dates, um, and I'll be launching a new project very soon, which is called Please Don't Stop the Music. So it's literally just drawing on my influences and um, music that I just adore, you know, and just writing, continuing writing, playing my guitar. But yeah, music don't stop. The works never stop, you know. <laughs> we're trying to just educate each other as to how we should be as one in this world. Um, but yeah, just just keeping the works going and just making great music and being proud of the legacy that I have and making that shine. I think for me, to see how Brent preserves its reggae music culture, it would be nice for them to continue putting on events rather than just doing like a one-off. Make it like maybe once a month or once every three months. Have like a key speaker someone that's made a great contribution to reggae music and make it fun. People people need to smile again. It it shouldn't it shouldn't be like a, a school lesson. It should be something that's bright and energetic for people to want to take part and be involved in. Um it's nice that they're highlighting this at this time because it's definitely needed. Because there's, there's so many there's so much going on and there's so much chaos. It's nice to draw back to having some fun. And I think um, if we do that and put on more events in different, like different projects, it could be through dance, music, poetry, um, spoken word, like anything to shed light on its impact and its contribution, that would be very handy for the community to learn and discover and just enjoy it. You know, reggae music's not always about hardships. It's also about love and unity and life and celebration. And I think that's what we need in these times, you know. And that will kind of give us a longer life, you know, because you've got something to live for and that's hope.